This episode is marked explicit for descriptions of gore. Hey, dear listeners, welcome to At Odds with the Gods podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. Yeah, it's just me today. So there were some scheduling issues. I got sick this week, so we weren't able to record a full-length episode as planned. So I just thought I would put together a little mini episode, our first mini episode, and we're just going to try out a new format for y'all today. If you miss Joey, don't worry. We will be back with the full-length episode on October 29th with the both of us. So let's just go ahead and get into it. In case you didn't hear the warning at the top of the episode, or you just didn't notice that this one is marked explicit, we are going to be talking about a lot of gore today. There are um, babies involved a little bit, so just keep that in mind going forward. Originally, I'd wanted to release this as a bonus Halloween episode because this is a really terrifying topic, but with plans going awry, you know, we have this here today. So I'm just going to hop right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about the Mananongal. This is an evil spirit from the Philippines. It's a type of Aswang. Um, Aswangs are ghosts and spirits in Filipino folklore. So a Mananongal is a type of Aswang. If you want to think about it in a scientific sense, want to look at the order of classification, the genus would be Aswang and Mananongal is the species. Their name comes from the Tagalog word tongal, which means to remove or separate, and the name mananongal means the one who separates itself. They can also be called tik-tik. Some accounts say that the mananongal is accompanied by a bird, which is called the tik-tik, or some accounts say that tik-tik or ikikik is the sound a mananongal makes while it flies. And the quieter the sound is, the closer the mananongal is, uh, which is kind of similar to the crying of La Llorona that we talked about in episode 5. It's meant to confuse and disturb the victim. Now, y'all know that we typically try not to swear on the podcast, but I feel like this one is deserved, and also I know how to bleep things now, so I'm just gonna say it. These things are scary. Horrifying. Just so scary. So scary. During the day, the Mananangal is just a normal woman. Could be, you know, your neighbor, your friend, could be, you know, God forbid, your wife or your mother. But each night, these women will go to a secluded area and transform into the Mananongal. And now, accounts are kind of conflicting as to the sentience of these spirits. Some women know that they are Mananongal, but then some say that they don't know and that these women's bodies are just subjected to the will of the Mananongal spirit every night. But what happens is, so they go out to this secluded area and start to transform. And during the transformation, they sever their upper half, their torso, from the lower half of their body just completely. Turns into two halves. And when they separate, they sprout bat-like wings and grow fangs and a long, sharp tongue thing. I'll get more into that later. And so they fly around, and since they're split in half, while they fly around, their entrails and intestines and organs are hanging out. So we're just going to sit with that for a moment told you it was scary. So by night, the Mananangal flyers around looking for victims, and their preferred victims are sleeping pregnant women. Because 
When it finds one, the Mananangal will sit on the roof of that woman's hut. It'll use its long, proboscis-like tongue organ to punch a hole in the roof and go down to the body of this pregnant woman and sucks the heart out of the unborn fetus. And now, if you're not familiar with a proboscis, it's an elongated organ that's used for feeling. So think of it as like a long, hollow tube, like butterflies have them. But yeah, it'll suck the heart out of an unborn fetus. So miscarriages are often blamed on mononongals because clearly this would kill the unborn baby. But if it can't find a pregnant woman, it's also known to prey on anyone who's sleeping, especially couples in love and newlyweds. And instead of a fetus, it'll just suck out your organs. Uh, some of my research said, I believe that the liver is preferred. Some will suck organs, some will suck blood, more like a traditional vampire. But if the Mananangal gets to the house of its preferred victim and not everyone is asleep, it'll just sit on your roof and wait. There are some pictures online of reported Mananangals, and they are often seated on top of roofs. But the good news is, there is a way to defeat it. Once it separates, you want to track down its lower half, which it usually hides in the bushes. And specifically, since this is a Filipino spirit, they will look for banana fields. Uh, we'll post a picture on Instagram, but the way that banana fields grow, they send runners along the ground and the trees will grow up from that. And from a distance, the trees can kind of look like legs. So a pair of, you know, severed hips and legs would blend in pretty well, make it pretty hard to find the bottom half. But if you search well and you're lucky and you do find the bottom half of a Mananangal, you want to sprinkle it with salt, spices, garlic, or ashes. And what this does is at the end of the night when the Mananangal has fed or, if you're really lucky, gone hungry, it can't reattach itself because of what you put on its lower half. And so since it can't reattach, it can't revert to its human form and it dies when the sun rises because they are very vulnerable to sunlight. My research also said that if you don't have any spices or garlic or salt on hand, you can kind of just keep them from reattaching somehow. Like I imagine distracting it until sunrise or maybe even hiding its lower half. It can also be killed by a pointed bamboo spear to the back. And if you don't want the Mananangal to come to your house, they can be deterred by jars of salt or spices, but also raw rice and the smell of burning rubber, <laughs> which uh, my first thought was like the giant tire fire in The Simpsons, the Springfield tire fire. <laughs> um, I want a Treehouse of Horror episode about that. That would be a sight to see. So as we were saying earlier, the Mananangal is typically by day just a normal regular woman. And the interesting thing about Mananangals is that they can be made. So a woman can be made into a Mananangal if she eats the black chick that lives inside each Mananangal. And I know, a black chick is so unique, so unlike anything we typically hear in Western mythology. But there's this idea that a black chick lives inside each Mananangal and lives in the creature's stomach. And it's born out of the throat. So some images of Mananangals, they're drawn with their throats cut because the black chick has been born out of them. I know. Warning for gores there for a reason, guys. <laughs> anyway, the chick is born from the throat of an already existing Mananangal and is passed along from one person to the other. The person receiving the black chick will swallow it when the original Mananangal is too weak to keep feeding. 
and once a human swallows the chick, it'll eat her entrails while keeping her alive, and she will eventually turn into a Mananongal herself. And then another way to transform into a Mananongal is to conduct a ritual involving the egg of a black chicken, like a full-grown chicken, a special type of oil, and a performing a particular chant. So you'd rub the oil on your skin while performing the chant and put the egg under your armpit and keep it there until it disappears. And then to me, since each Mananongal is said to have a black chick inside of it, it seems like the egg would disappear inside of you and maybe hatch into the chick. But uh, take that with a grain of salt because I couldn't find the exact answer to what happens to the egg in my research. And I'm just a white American girl trying to put two and two together. <laughs> and today there are still modern sightings of Mananongals in the Philippines. So a woman named Menelin Gaspar shared her story of encountering a Mananongal on the website Smart Parenting. She was pregnant at the time she saw the creature and is from Manila, which is the capital of the Philippines. And her story is, quote, When I was pregnant, I saw a teak-teak. I sprinkled the entire house with salt and I could still see it flying, all white and scary. I was told by folks in my place that it appears to other people as well and it sometimes takes the form of a dog. That's why all pregnant women in our place are very watchful, end quote. And then in 1992, a group of men and a television crew went to confront a woman named Teresita Baranqui, who was rumored to be a Mananangal. But she was an elderly woman and claimed that she was actually a victim of the Mananangal and showed her foot. Her foot was missing some toes, and she said this was proof of the attack. And so to corroborate her story, the men had her touch a dried stingray tail since Mananangals are said to be resistant to stingrays. Baranqui touched it, nothing happened, and so she was proven to be innocent. Stingray tails could be fashioned into whips, and that is just another way you can possibly drive off a Mananongal. The Mananongal appears in a lot of Filipino pop culture, including the 1927 movie titled, appropriately, Mananongal, which was directed by Jose Nepomuceno, which is the first, actually the first Filipino horror movie. Not a lot of the plot is remaining because it was made, you know, almost 100 years ago. But the first Filipino horror movie was about this spirit, so clearly it's had a huge impact on Filipino culture. And in 2016, the horror video game Nightfall Escape was made by the Filipino company Zeno Incorporated, and it features a Mononongal. There was also a 2011 documentary called The Aswang Phenomenon that examines the Mononongal in terms of its effects on Filipino society, and that is directed by Jordan Clark. Again, these are clearly not every pop culture reference of the Mononongal. Just want to keep it mini. But the TV show Marvel anime Blade features a Mononongal that Blade encounters. And there was another one that is just so outlandish. I can't help but mention it. In 2018, there was a novel published called Melania, Devourer of Men. It was written by J.D. Boninger. And in it, Melania Trump is a Mananongal and has to figure out how to keep that a secret when her husband Donald is elected president of the U.S. And it's also an erotic novel. <laughs> um, it's like 99 cents on Kindle, so... <laughs> Do I want to read it? Maybe. Will I hate myself afterwards? Probably. But it, again, if you're curious and if you have a Kindle, it's 99 cents. This is not sponsored, but wow. If you're ever creating something, writing a book, making a piece of art, and you think it's too outlandish, just remember that somebody wrote an erotic novel about Melania Trump as a Filipino spirit. And maybe then you'll be at peace with your ideas. 
because it can always be worse. And that is pretty much all I have. My sources for this little little mini episode include, of course, Wikipedia. And I wish I had a sound bite of Joey saying, what will we do without them? But Wikipedia, the myths and folklore wiki page, a website called philippine-tales.com that had a lot of good information. And also the podcast Wounded, a native true crime podcast, also has a mini episode on the Mononongal. I think they call them mini wounded episodes. I've listened to their I've listened to their podcast before. And when I sat down to research this one, it's purely coincidental that their Mononongal episode was also a mini, so no plagiarism or anything is intended there. But if you liked this episode, I definitely recommend going and talking to them. They have a lot of interesting discussions about how uh, the colonization of the Philippines played a part in the creation of the Mononongal story. And they, their podcast focuses on Native Indigenous folklore, as well as highlighting the true crime cases of the missing and murdered Indigenous women across North America, which is such an important cause. So I definitely recommend giving their podcast a listen. Again, totally not sponsored. I just like their work. So that is it for us this week. Like I said, we'll be back October 29th. Joey will be here in the recording booth slash closet with me. And we'll have a good probably 45 minute to an hour long episode for y'all. But until then, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider leaving a four or five star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere that will, you know, let you. Questions, comments, concerns, or if you just want to chat, you can email us at aowtgpodcasts at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at aowtgpodcasts. And remember, if you don't have a mythology friend, you probably are the mythology friend. I'm going to go start a tire fire. Bye! But until then, what is our outro? Oh my god, what is our outro? (laughs) You are the mythology friend. I am gonna go... Wait, okay. I was gonna do the outro, but I started thinking about how spices are a way to keep... Spices are a way to kill the Mononongal. And I feel like there's a joke to be made there about how white people don't season their food. We'll workshop it. And remember, if you don't have a mythology friend, you probably are the mythology friend. No, I want something snappy to say. Hang on.